Hey everyone, welcome to the Head Empty Pod. This is your host, Arthi, and I have something to get off my chest. I'm a terrorist. I am the very terrorist I warned, warned everybody about and hated on, despised. I've become that same terrorist. I have become a gym terrorist, and that's that. We've said it. It's in the air, it's out in the open. And yeah, I have been bringing bags into the gym. I put my, you know, illegal pre-workout in there. And I take up space in the gym. I slam weights. I am the very, I'm the epitome of a terrorist. The same one that I was bashing on. You know, to become your own worst enemy is... A great fear of everyone's and if it's not it should be and when you become that villain of your own story then what is that what does that really make you it makes you the devil it makes you the terrorist so yeah I have become my own worst enemy and I'm loving it I'm in my I'm in my villain era fucking nasty whenever people say blank era it makes me physically cringe and it makes me want to tear out my organs I'm so glad that I'm not on TikTok and I don't even mean that in like a uh, I'm not on TikTok like I legitimately mean like I am not on TikTok and I don't give a fuck like I'm not being pick me I'm not I don't care what you do I am happily sitting on Instagram reels okay and that's the hill I'll die on is that Instagram reels is better than TikTok here's why I get filtered content, okay? I get the best of the best, the creme de la creme, okay? The shitty things don't make it all the way out to IG Reels. Only the good, funny, and relevant TikToks come all the way over to Instagram Reels. Sure, we get it a little bit delayed, okay? But good things take time, okay? I'm not sitting there on TikTok scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and then finally getting one laugh of the night. No, I'm going inger after banger, after banger. Okay. I'm literally pissing my bed every time I open Instagram reels. Okay. That shit is so good. I I don't even care if I'm seeing all the trends later. And I send them to my friends sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, look at this. And like, we already saw that on TikTok five years ago. And I'm like, okay, well I'm seeing it now. And so I'm going to need you to act like you didn't see it prior to me sending it to you. And you're going to fucking laugh and you're going to fucking like it. I look at, okay, here's the way I think about it. If you're on TikTok, you're on the front lines. Okay, you're fighting this battle. You're fighting the war that's scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Like, I'm not on the front lines anymore. I get double filtered content sent to me so that I only see the best on Instagram Reels, okay? So all these TikTok users are like, oh, you're on Instagram Reels? Well, you're fighting the war, okay? I'm I'm happily sitting in my filtered content. So at the end of the day, I am getting the last laugh. Literally, because I'm laughing at the jokes much later, but also I'm spending less time on Instagram reels than you are on TikTok fighting the war. So I get the last laugh. Okay, so I was debating if I wanted to address this or not of my um, absence. Look, I don't even know what to tell you guys. Honestly, I'm not, I don't even want to get into it because really what it was was me wanting to take a little bit of a break, like a one week break. The one week turned to two weeks, turned to three weeks, turned to three months. Okay. I never intended for it to be this long. And let me tell you something. 
the longer you step away from something, the harder it is to come back. And I swear to God, week after week, the anxiety would just be building and building and building. I was like, I can't come back to this. I have to be done. Like the podcast is over, like canceled, finished, done forever. And part of me really wanted to continue it. Part of me really didn't because it had been so long. It's like, you know, when like someone texts you and then you forget to respond to them the first day you get to respond to them the second day and then it becomes a week. And then you're like, I actually can't respond to them because it's just been too long. And so then you never do, you know, that's exactly how I felt about this podcast. But then I was like, you know what? No, fuck it. I need to continue this because I don't know. Something in me just was like, you need to do this, bitch. If you're going to become famous for anything, you need to get your ass up and work. And this podcast, it might, it might not, but you know what? It's better to try than to not try. So that's really what happened there. I didn't do any really crazy introspective work. Um, it was really just a case of my ADHD and I didn't want to give up on this. So now I'm back. Um, also I did have a little bit of a rebrand part two, swear this episode will not be as aggressive as the last one. I don't know if you guys noticed, I actually had to take that episode down because of some possible legal ramifications. Um, I hope to put it up one day, but it was a very, very, very crazy episode. Some may say that it was my most crazy episode. And by some, I mean all of the concerned text messages I got. And there were quite a few, like more than four. So, um, yeah, I did take it down because, um, I think that it could have had legal ramifications to that. So maybe it'll be up. This is not going to be that. I'm not going to be reading a letter to my haters. That was actually so excessive and so crazy. I love her. So yeah, that's the long story short of why I haven't posted in a fat man, but I am back for the time being. No promises. I did have a little bit of a rebrand about the logo. Um, yeah, basically I just made Comic Sans and put a new logo. So that was really fucking dumb, but here we are. New year, new me, new pod. Same bullshit though. I'll tell you that. Let me tell you about my trip to DC because a bitch needs to debrief. I went to DC on a girl's trip and the last time I talked about a girl's trip on this podcast was when I went to Miami with my friends and that was just such a flop. Um, my friends aren't the flop, but you know, you know what they say, not every friend group passes the test. Not every friend group survives a Miami's, a Miami's, a Miami girlies trip. We survived barely and so we went to DC and I was like, all right, well, this better be bussin' because if not, I'm going to be scared. And we go to DC and let me tell you something about traveling as an adult to places that you've previously traveled to, not as an adult. It's so much better. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Because when you're older, you have more of an opinion on things. The last time I went to DC was when I was like a babby and I don't remember literally anything and I didn't have a say in any of the activities that we partook in so I mean it was kind of useless I was just there for the ride but this time around we went for the cherry blossom season we actually had some interest in checking out specific museums and the great part about DC is that all of their museums are free which is so dope and we got to choose some like bars and restaurants and like drunk scooting and like all of these great activities so long story short the trip was actually amazing like so good it was so much better than Miami Miami is just it's it's devilish it's whorish and I mean that in a biblical way (laughs) and 
I don't even know what that means. It just felt right. But yeah, the DC trip was great. And, you know, I had one goal for my trip and it was just to be a whore. And I didn't think it was fully possible, but then I got to the bar and I realized it was fully possible. And let me tell you, I made it happen. I was in this bar. Let me set this scene for you. So we're in this bar. It's called Demoy, and it's like a Vietnamese fusion bar. And there's a first floor, which is like a bar, restaurant, whatever. It's pretty chill. And then there's a basement. And the basement is more of like a speakeasy vibe, but like not really because it's like very loud and there's like music bumping. And whenever I think of a speakeasy, I typically think of like more calm music, maybe like a little bit of like jazz and it's just a little bit more chill. Like it's not like a basement warehouse party vibe down there, but it was very cool. I had very like ambient, 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 dim lighting. And it was, it very much was like Tulum vibes. And it was like very stone with like, um, a rattan chairs with like wick and wood and grass and fucking floral palm leaves. I don't know. You know, the vibes if you know, you know, and we're just chilling there and I go up to the bar to order a drink and I get this tequila drink and this guy next to me was like, Oh, what are you ordering? I was like, Oh, um, I'm ordering a tequila drink. And he's like, Oh my gosh, like I have a tequila drink too. And I was like, okay, well that doesn't look like a tequila drink because I ordered the only tequila drink on the menu and it doesn't look like that. And he was like, okay, well, it's actually a whiskey drink. And I was like, okay, well, he's a fucking liar. And I turned around and minded my own business and I ordered my drink. And then I got my drink and I tried a sip of it and I was like, oh my God, this is great. And then in my head, I realized I'm never going to get a man like this. I am so rude to literally all men, which by the way, I have every right to because, you know, in that moment it was Women's History Month, but also um, it's my right as a human being and as a woman to be rude to any man that I can because I just it's part of my birthright and then I was like no if I'm trying to be a hoe I'm gonna have to be nicer and so I turned to him and I tapped him on the shoulder and I said hey you previously said that you ordered tequila drink and then lied and said it was whiskey would you like to try some of my drinks since it's actually tequila which was a fun a little bit aggressive but a flirty way to flirt I guess I don't know And he was like, yeah, I would love to try your drink. And so I grabbed him another straw because I'm not trying to get herpes or AIDS. Okay, AIDS is transmitted sexually, I think. So maybe I'm going to backtrack. Is it? I don't know. So, um, yeah, I gave him another straw. He tried his drink, COVID protocol. And he was like, that's really good. And I was like, I know, right? And then we proceeded to have a pretty long conversation about what I couldn't tell you. Did I call him halal in that conversation? Yeah, I did. I literally can't remember the context though. I, why did I say that? I, did I say it because he was Pakistani? Yeah. I just wanted to say it to say it and that was so weird. So anyway, we got into conversation. He's actually a really interesting guy. He was doing grad school at Georgetown. He was foreign. He was Pakistani. And it was just a really cool vibe. We're talking. We're hanging out. And then my friend runs up to me with her notes app opened in her phone and typed, girl, you better give him a kiss on his open mouth and literally showed it to both of us. And I don't think he saw because I legitimately slapped the fuck out of her phone. I literally slapped it out of her hand. I was like, get away from me. I can do it myself. And so she scurried on away and I was like, I have enough. Oh, 
the kids are going to hate me for this one. I have enough riz. I wish I didn't say it. It just, I, I was, you know, I knew I shouldn't have. And then I said it and then it was weird. I'm going to move on. What I'm trying to say is basically I have enough game to pull men if I wanted to. So I didn't need anyone's help. I didn't need my friend coming up like a fucking child and be like, you need to kiss them. And like, no, please, girl, love you. Go sit in the bar corner. I don't know. So um, we had our conversation. We continued. Thankfully, he didn't see the no. And then he was like, you're so beautiful. And I was like, um, thank you. And then he kept saying that. And then he looked at me and he was like, can I kiss you? And I was like, yes. And so he grabbed me and then he stood up and he was six, five. I'm like, bitch, why did you gatekeep this information from me the whole time? Why were you sitting down? You better, you should have just stood up from the very beginning. Like what the fuck? And I, the jaw floor floor I would I would I was floored I should I would should have dropped out on the floor in that moment I was so shocked because for a girl like me there are very 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 few moments in life where I get to look up at someone I legitimately had to tilt my chin up to look at him it was so magical I'm like this is what the short girls feel every day I felt like such a little little person I felt I felt petite which was so rare for me so anyway we um have our moment we're kissing we're making out and it's so seamless literally and usually I'm in my head because when I'm kissing someone like sometimes like it's perfect and then sometimes I'm like okay like when should I pull away I'm not really enjoying this like there's a lot of like internal dialogue that's happening but like head empty truly like I was making out with him and it was we were in such perfect like synchronicity like there was so much ease to it I never had to think about it at all like it was perfect and then he pulled away which was so rare. I feel like it's always, I'm pulling away because I'm like, okay, like, I don't want to be too much. Like, we're in public, PDA, whatever. And he pulled away and I was like, oh my God, like, that made me want more, which is also rare because if you know anything about my libido, you know that bitch is drier than the Sahara Desert. Like, it's legitimately non-existent. I, the, my, the pussy's never quivering. Absolutely no PQ down there. And in that moment, I was like, I mean rev that shit up bitch like it was an old fucking motorcycle trying to turn on and it was literally just wow it was perfect um yeah and then I disrespected him later in the night but you know what that's something that we don't even have to talk about because in that moment everything was picture perfect and beautiful I I tend to self-sabotage a lot and we were making out and it was like perfect whatever and then like he was like, okay, well, we're going to go bar hopping and we're going to, we're going to be around. And I was like, okay, we're going bar hopping too. If I see you, I'll see you. And we exchanged numbers, but I was never really intending on meeting up with him unless my friends ended up being at the same bar he was at because I wasn't really going to like follow him around or anything because at the end of the day, like I really was here with my girls. And so we just bar hopped and we didn't see him again. And then the last bar we went to, we ended up seeing him there and immediately I I wanted to leave I ignored him completely I legitimately had my back against him the entire time so that he would never make eye contact with me I don't know why it was so weird my anxiety just completely came over me and I completely disrespected him and it was so rude and uncalled for and he was probably very confused um because he was literally staring at me his whole friend group was staring at me and I just had my back to them I don't know what came over me but I want to I want to say that I acted that way because 
of the expectation that I knew he was going to have, like continuing into the next bar. And like, what if I didn't want to make out with him here? Like, what if, what if I just changed my mind, which I did. And that's exactly what happened. And suddenly I actually like hated him. Like I actually like didn't, I wanted him to die. And it was such a quick like flip of the switch. I was like, there's like something wrong with me. <laughs> like I literally wanted him to drop dead. Like I never wanted to see him again. So anyway, if he ever finds this podcast, I just wanted him to know that he's the best kiss I've had in the last um, two years, which is actually so depressing because the only people that I've been kissing in the last two years are the girls, the gays, and the freaks at the club who literally grabbed me and forced me to make out with them. So, you know, maybe the bar was low, but um, I had a great time. Um, buckle up because we're about to take a sharp turn and talk about my new favorite obsession, and it is Florabama Shore. It is better than Jersey Shore. I've never seen Jersey Shore, but I'm assuming it's better. It has to be better because I'm from Florida and there's nothing I love more than watching people fight in Florida. I think it's, it genuinely, it, it brings so much joy, peace, and happiness into my life. It really just makes my day better. And the mo- from the moment I wake up to the moment I finish my work, I the most exciting part of my day is not even the gym anymore it's it's when I come back from the gym and I get to watch Florabama Shore and fall asleep and do it all over again it is just that good and I'm an avid watcher of any reality tv show like y'all know that I love trash tv I live breathe eat shit die trash tv however this surpasses anything I have ever consumed before Ever. And that is a grandiose statement considering I have watched a many, a plethora, probably every single reality television show that has been put out into the universe. I've seen it. I've even seen real life, which, by the way, I don't think any of you guys know, but was one of the first MTV reality TV shows to ever happen. It's a bunch of strangers who live together. The OG reality TV show from MTV. So, I've really seen it all, and after conducting my research, I have come to find that Florabama Shore is my number one favorite television show of all time. Here's why. You have people from neighboring states, so it's just the South. You got Florida, you got South Carolina, and you got Alabama, okay? You got all the Southern states, and you basically pull people from each area, and you throw them in one beach house in PCB. If you know anything about Panama City Beach, you know that place is ghetto, ratchet, nasty. Nothing good happens there. That's where all of the college spring breaks happen. And every spring break, I've never gone there and I don't ever plan to go there, but I don't even need to because every spring break, I would see people on you know social media posting and there would always be like people fighting like on the beach, like it would be like planned, like sparring events, like happening on the beach. And it was always so crazy. Like there'd be like a girl fight and there'd be like a boy fight. Like there'd be like matches happening, like a tournament. It was just the craziest thing. Like people would just get really drunk and then want to fight. And it was, it was just the most absurd thing I've ever seen in my life. And I love it. I love watching people fight. I think it's fucking hilarious. Like, if it's within, like, containment and it's not, like, actually, like, beating the shit out of people, like, I think a good, like, bar fight is so funny to me if I'm not involved. If I'm watching behind a screen, I think it's fucking hilarious. If it's in person, it depends on the circumstance, but I would probably be a little bit freaked out. 
this show is the best because you have all these people that are living in a beach house for the summer and all they do literally is drink get super fucked up and fight each other and it sounds super chaotic and um it is and it's just the greatest thing that has ever graced this earth there are a lot of other reality tv shows out there that i mean they shouldn't they should be stripped of that title first of all reality tv because nothing about it is real most of it is scripted honestly and i am one of the biggest you know kardashian fans whatever but I don't think I really am anymore. I've actually not even seen the reboot on Hulu, like the Kardashians. Like I've only ever seen Keeping Up With The Kardashians and I loved it, but I've just come to realize that it's just too scripted for me. And I've always known that it's scripted, but it's just been more and more apparent that it is scripted. And I feel like they're only letting us see what they want us to see. And they're not, you know, really, it's not the truth. And unfortunately, Floribama Shore is too real too raw and too unhinged that sometimes like i need to be like the first season i binged it all in one night because it was just that great but you know i'm in the second season now and i can only handle it in doses because it is so insane that i it fizz it hurts my brain a little bit but like in the best way possible like i have to i have to space it out or otherwise like it will take a toll on my mental health and if that's if your shows aren't doing that to you then you're not doing it right let's be real I'm just gonna describe the first episode to you guys because I really need you guys to know how fucking unhinged this shit is like I can't lie I can't make this up like I actually personally harassed all of my friends to make them watch the show and now all of my friends have either seen or are planning to see the show like it's just that good I'm spreading the word it's like the gospel truth out here first episode here we go I'm gonna narrate this as best as I can we get in we meet all the folks right everyone's pretty crazy everyone's like all right we all just got unpacked like let's get fucked up and let's go bar hopping tonight so they're at the pregame which is at their house and they're all drinking drinking and one girl in particular courtney with a k k-o-u-r-t-n-i you must already know that she's crazy just based off of the spelling of her name and then a second indicator is how far a woman's eyebrows are from each other and that's that's not even just for courtney i'm saying that in general like if someone's eyebrows are very 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 far apart i don't trust them like that, what are you, you that's just weird why are they that far they don't even trust each other they don't even want to be next to each other they're running away they're frightened anyway don't ever trust a bitch that has far eyebrows so she has very far eyebrows and her name is courtney with a k and ends in an i okay that's just too much for me already she is drinking especially hard she's also the youngest person in the house they don't really even say their ages when they come in so i'm just gonna assume that she's like i don't know 18 maybe well if she's drinking maybe she's 21 i'm not sure so they're all drinking courtney's getting especially wasted and mind you this is everyone is just meeting everyone for the first time it's the first night and she's getting wasted and she's pretty aggressive when she gets drunk and we'll come to find out that everyone literally everyone is crazy and gets aggressive when they're drunk which is so crazy because it's always just one person but when you put a bunch of aggressive drunk people together like that's what this show is really but she's the first one to really show everybody her true colors when she's drunk and she starts initially she just starts calling you a bitch but it's not like a, oh my gosh like you're my bitch she'd be like take another shot bitch 
dance with me, bitch. And the way she says bitch is just so aggressive. It's not playful. And she's like, it's it's a lot. It's very over the top. And she's like, oh, come here, bitch. Take a shot, bitch. Oh my God, you're such a bitch. I'll pussy you, bitch. You're not taking a shot, you bitch. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And everyone's like, calm down, Courtney. Calm down, Courtney. And she's being crazy. She's whipping her hair everywhere. She's just a mess. And everyone's like, she's going to die if she doesn't slow down. She's going to die. We're only at the pregame. Like, calm down. We still got to go out. Like, it's 8.30 p.m., Courtney. We all know what happens at this point. She gets wasted. She doesn't make it out. Everyone is honestly pretty glad at this point because she was a liability more than someone who they can have fun with. So they put her down in one of the beds. And the room situation is typical of other um, reality TV shows. It's just a house. It has, like, I think, um, four bedrooms. And each bedroom has, like, multiple beds, like, in it. So they share rooms. And so this particular bedroom was one of the biggest rooms. So it only had two beds in it. And so it was one person to each bed. Nobody had to share a bed in that room. So they put her on her bed of the two beds in that room. They go, they have a good time. They get really drunk. Like, I don't think there were any fights, but I think they were like, oh, like, who should we make out with? Like, who do we find attractive? Like, things like that. And they cut, they're they're at the bar, they're at the club, but then the camera cuts back to Courtney back at the house. And at this point, it's like 9.30, maybe 10. And she wakes up from the bed and she's like hella disoriented obviously because she's like still wasted she gets up she rubs her eyes she's looking around she's like okay what the fuck and she gets up from the bed and pulls her pants down and then she pulls her underwear down and then she gets up from the other bed and she walks over to the other bed and pops a squat and starts peeing like fully fully uses the other bed as a toilet like fully fully thought that was the toilet and gets up puts her pants back on and then falls asleep in the bed the same bed that she pissed in and meanwhile they're at the club they cut back to them dancing whatever it was just so funny the way they cut the cameras because it's like they cut to Courtney Courtney gets up from her bed pisses on the other person's bed falls asleep in the other person's bed cut back to them they're all still dancing partying at the club they come home and they're like, what the fuck? Why is Courtney sleeping in my bed? They pick Courtney up, throw her back into her bed, and Candace gets into her rightful bed. She gets into her bed and she's like, what, what, what's, what's this wet spot? What's this spot over here? And they're like, oh, like it might have just been drinks, like, you know, pre gaming. Maybe somebody brought their drinks up here, spilled something. She's like, okay. She gets in the bed, and then one of the other roommates comes over and was like, oh, like, yeah, it's probably just a drink, right? Puts his hand in the liquid swirls it around and then picks it up to smell it and it was at that point they realized that it was pee the crazy part about this whole thing was that the next morning when they woke up everyone was like oh my god courtney pissed the bed courtney pissed the bed like that's so insane like the first night how is that your first impression you know they decide to confront courtney about it and they're like uh hey courtney um you pissed in someone else's bed last night like that's like a little bit fucked up and she was like no i wouldn't i would never do that that's so crazy. I would never do that. She's like, I probably just spilled a drink over there. And they're like, no, it smelled a little um, acidic in like a pee way. And she was deny, deny, deny. And the funniest part was that they literally would cut back to when she pulled her pants down and purposely peed in the bed and cut back to her being like, no, I didn't do that. Why would I ever do that? Cuts to Courtney peeing cuts back to her it's the cuts are so good in this show too it's 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 so damning it's so funny like there's just no way she can get out of this one and it's just it's fucking hilarious like the show is just comedic 
gold. It is, I, there is no script. There's no line. There is just video cameras, alcohol, and action. That's all you need. You don't, see, that's the thing. You don't need a script when you're feeding them alcohol. They will devise a whole plan. They will execute perfectly. Like you don't even, you put a bunch of hick people in a, in a, in PCB and give them a bunch of alcohol. That is the best concept for a show. 100%. It was always going to win. It was going to succeed. There was never an option for failure there. It was always going to be good. Speaking of good shows, actually, I have this pitch for my own reality TV series. Fortunately, I will not be starring in it. However, I would love to executive produce the show or at least just pitch it and make sure it happens. It is a reality TV show in the villages. If you do not know what the villages is, I implore you to look it up. Okay, I urge you um, hastily look it up. It is one of the biggest, to my knowledge, retirement communities in the U.S., and it resides somewhere in between Orlando and Ocala, so like that bumfuck region that nobody cares about. That's where the villages is, and just, just imagine, okay? This place, for those of you who don't know, they don't even have cars there. They do not. They only whip golf carts around in this whole... It's it's so big. It's their own village. They have their own publics. They have their own, I don't know, optical, like, optometry. They have their own doctors. Like, it is a very secluded area. It's almost dystopian. Like, they're really living their own life there. And I think you have to be... <clears throat> you have to be retired to live there, I think. And there's just not one sight of someone younger than 65. And let me tell you a little something about this place, okay? And really the big ticket fact that makes this worthwhile to have a show is that the Villages is the STD capital of the United States. You heard me right, okay? They are sucking and fucking over there, okay? The 65-year-olds are breaking bones over there. They're breaking backs, okay? They are seriously slutting and whoring it up in this retirement community, and I need to know what is going on inside of there, okay? I need to be this insider who goes and just sets up cameras everywhere because they are stealing people's mans. There is infidelity. There is probably incest. There are so many things happening. Okay, just because you're getting older doesn't mean you're getting wise okay it there's so much drama there i already know but it's untapped it's untapped because nobody wants to see a bunch of old people fucking around and getting into drama but i do At this point i think it's up to me to find the right connections and truly make it happen oh my god this is such a perfect demonstration of my adhd because i paused it to like move myself around so you know i'm sitting on my bed recording this as i usually do and i paused it really quick so that i could like shift my position without you hearing like all the creaks and the noises of the background and then i went on my phone and then i scrolled through instagram and then i went on snapchat and now it's like an hour later i it's like i can't ever stay focused on one subject for too long it's that frustrating for me so i guess i think this is just a natural end to this episode i do have way more to talk about and i think i'm just gonna have to pick up on a separate episode which by the way if you're still listening to this literally thank you um i don't deserve any listeners or any followers but hopefully with my consistency <laughs> maybe i can pick back up i don't know we'll see but that's it for this episode. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you soon. Bye.